2: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: The Monster Hunters Series 2. Episode 6, The Beast of Albion Part 2.
4: Look, the ground's moving! He's right. Almost as if something's trying to break through. Roy, you don't think... I do, actually. The nun's protection has worn off. What nuns? They're all dead. Griselda, I mean.
3: Uh, Listen, Roy, I I need to tell you something about
4: Griselda. It's going to have to wait. Lorimer, look! What the hell is that thing? It's the beast of Albion! It's coming out of that hole! The beast rises!
3: Get down! Look at the wings on that fella! Quickly, we have to get to the helicopter. Chopper! The ground's unstable. I thought it was unstable. It could go at any time. But Griselda's body, we can't just leave her there. If we don't get after that thing, it could decimate the entire country. This could be the end of the world. Worse than that, it could be the end of Britain. Now, come on, get aboard!
2: This map's all wrong. Orkney's not near France. we are the wrong way up, Sir Maxwell. Roy, are you all right? Hmm? No, old man.
3: Do you want to, you know, talk about it? Not right now. Suki, can you see the beast yet? Well, I can't see anything apart from that big black bird out there. That's the beast, Sir Maxwell. Keep it inside, Suki. You mustn't lose it for a second.
0: Colonel Dalby, General Laidlaw is waiting for you in your office, sir.
1: Thank you, Sandy. Wait a minute, you're not Sandy.
0: No, sir. And is visiting his mother. I'm Miss Pleasance, from the Typing Pool. His replacement.
1: A woman.
0: That's right, sir. Hm.
1: I see. Here, put this moustache on. And uh, can you do something about your voice? Like this, sir. You'll do. Make me some coffee. General Laidlaw. Good morning.
5: It barely bloody is Dolby. Do you know why I'm a general? So I don't have to get out of bed when it's dark. I can get one of my men to get up for me.
1: An early morning does wonders for the soul, General. And I think you'll be pleased with the news I have for you today. Do you mean? About half an hour ago, a major seismic disturbance occurred off the coast of Northumberland. I had it confirmed by an eyewitness. Something big and large flying from the area. So, the Beast of Albion is free? Free! And on its way to London.
5: Are your men ready? They are. Totally loyal to the cause. I hand picked them myself, using my best hands. Excellent. I'll have a squad sent directly here to the post office tower for protection, you understand.
1: Good work, General Laidlaw. We can now proceed to phase one. At my signal, I want your men to arrest the Prime Minister.
5: Arrest the Prime Minister.
1: Not getting cold feet, are you? Not at all. My feet are very warm. Toasty! Practically sizzling. less I think about your feet, the better. You'd better go, General. I will be in contact with further instructions as and when.
5: I'll see you later, Humpy.
1: Pleasance? Yes, sir? Get Lord Haveridge on the line. I want to make sure the Globe is ready to print with our agreed headline.
0: Yes, sir.
1: And your moustache is falling off.
0: I know, sir. Would you like me to draw one on? Yes, please. Right away, sir. Oh, and sir, air traffic control have reported an unidentified object heading at speed across the Midlands.
1: Good work. Why don't I celebrate with a cup of that delicious coffee you haven't brought me? I don't know why Sandy has to have a mother.
0: No, you don't understand. They are also reporting a second object. A helicopter, they think. It looks like it's in pursuit.
1: That'll be those ridiculous monster hunters. Keep me informed of their movements. If they get too close, I can always have General Laidlaw bung a missile at them. He'll enjoy that.
3: (laughs) Well? Well? What can you see out there, Roy? It's just this vast grey expanse. That's Birmingham, Roy. I meant the beast. Well, that's still there too. We can't keep up with it forever. If what Suki told me is right, we'll run out of fuel soon. What? so what are we all doing sitting around here then? We
2: need to deal with that thing before it gets to London. Sir Maxwell, that's actually quite a good idea. Are you drunk again? Right then, let's break out the machine guns. You've got machine guns? No, do you? No. No. What do I keep you people around for? I could have had my pick of Monster Hunters, you know. The Yellow Pages was my oyster. Now, listen here. Oh, Suki, what is it? Don't have to prod me. Look out the front, old fella. That thing's turning round. Lummy! Crumbs. By the flaming,
3: fiery giblets of hell. Quite literally, Roy. That thing's opening its mouth. Suki, take evasive action. (laughs) We're not going to last long at this rate. We need some kind of weapon. Professor Chesterfield, that's my shopping! Aha, this is just what
4: we need. Unhand my beans! Roy, can we rely on your hunting skills? Say no more, old man. My hunting skills are all I have. They'll never let me down. Uh, right. Do you think we'll hit the Beast of Albion with this tin of baked beans? Consider it done. But my beans! All right,
3: Suki, hold us steady. Roy, open the door now! I can
2: see you, you leathery bastard! Lorimer, the beans are locked! ...and released! It's baked my beans! Damn you, hunting skills!
4: Damn you! Oh, excellent. I think you've maddened it. We've maddened it, Lorimer! We've maddened
2: it! Did it miss us? (laughs) I think this proves conclusively that man is impervious to fire. Hooray for man! Suki, if that's the bank, tell them I'm on holiday. We've been hit! Wonderful! Can we land this thing safely? Suki? I think her silence speaks volumes. What about ejector seats? Do we have ejector seats? Sir Maxwell? Hmm? What are you looking at me for? Any ideas? Oh, I've got these parachute things. We're saved! What? There's only three of them. Exactly. One for each of us. Why aren't there four, Sir Maxwell? Why aren't there
4: four? I'm judging by Suki's expression. I don't think we're going to last much longer.
3: It's fine. Roy, Sir Maxwell, get those parachutes on. Suki, take mine. What? What are you saying, Lorimer? There's no other way, Roy. And someone needs to keep this thing from falling on a town or something. It's only Birmingham. We're way past Birmingham, Roy. Lorimer,
2: you're a gent. It's been a pleasure. Now hold on a second. This thing doesn't come with sick bags. Professor, put this parachute on now, and that's an order! But, Sir Maxwell, you'll be killed! <laughs> uh, what, what's that, Chesterfield? It's a bad line. I'm Sorry, I can't make you out! Sir Maxwell? It's been fun, fellas. That mummy, off. ooh, that Chesterfield Nappers, that donkey. But there comes a time when you have to crash the helicopter. And that time is now. Before my mother finds out, I borrowed it. Now get out of my house. Sir Maxwell, there's got to be another way. Lorimer, we have to go now. Yes, but... Now, what was I doing? are you all right? I don't think she
4: can hear you, old man. What did you say, Roy? I can't hear you. What did Sir Maxwell mean about a donkey?
0: That was ETC again. The second craft, the helicopter, it's gone. They think it's crashed.
1: Excellent. And the Beast of Albion? Still
0: in flight and heading for London.
1: Excellent, Miss Pleasance. Please come here. I'm giving you a manly pat on the back. It's how we chaps express our congratulations. Are you comfortable with this? No. Good. Now go to the roof. Activate the beast attractor.
0: activated, sir. Excellent.
1: Everything is now ready. Phase two can begin.
3: I don't see why I have to sit in the sidecar. Well, you're not sitting behind Suki. Uh, Your lapels might overbalance the bike, or something.
4: I'm sure we could have found something a bit more
3: suitable. We had the pick of that little chef car park. Stop complaining, Roy. It was either this or that tractor. Now we have to get to London as quickly as we can. The beast must be nearly there by now.
4: Old man, I think this is properly it this time. Sir Maxwell, all those lovely nuns, Griselda... Roy,
3: I know this is difficult for you to hear, but you have to pull yourself together. There'll be time to mourn Sir Maxwell later.
4: And as for Griselda... Lorimer, you don't understand. I was going to take her to a steakhouse. And? Well, that's it. Okay. Listen, old man.
3: There's something I need to tell you about Griselda. What? That she wasn't even a woman? Well, she was, but she had the brain of Lord Greg Powers transplanted into her head. How did you know that? Have you known all along? No, of
4: course not. I worked it out on the way up north. Oh, I see. Well, yes, you're right. But then at the end, she was all Greg. But maybe I could have changed her. Him. Her. Say her-im.
3: might make it easier for you. Well, I don't think it will, actually. She-he was using you, Roy. Remember what Lord Greg said to us in Karnstadt, before the whole being ripped apart by a bog monster and then ladyfied? He wanted to find and best the Beast of Albion. I was actually there. I know, I just thought I should say it out loud. You know how people forget things. Don't you see, when Lord Greg's hunting skills failed him, he must have realised there was only one person in the world who could do the job for him. Roy Steele. And he got
4: to you through your one weakness. Women. My Achilles' heel. Yes, yeah, so it it's more like an Achilles' leg with you. So what do we do? If a bunch of nuns couldn't keep that thing in prison, what chance do the three of us stand? And you didn't see those nuns. I don't know.
3: If have only had the demonomicon on me, there might be something in there that could help us. We could pop past the flat. No, best we head straight for the beast. And where do we find him? A thing that size. I think we'll know when we see it. I'm just worried about Colonel Dolby. If I know him, right now he'll be in the middle of something devilish. <laughs>
1: Sir Colin, welcome to the Post Office Tower. I've reserved this entire restaurant, so drinker Phil, why not have another drink? Miss Pleasant, seat the cocktails, will you? Ah, General, there you are. Dolby,
5: you'll be pleased to know I have a squad of hand-picked men encircling the building as we speak. If anyone inquires, I've told them to say it's a training party or a stag night. Excellent
1: work, General. And I see you brought Lord Haveridge with you. Good morning to you.
4: Colonel Dolby, drink.
1: Really? I thought the doctors told you to lay off it. What with your throat? I can look, can't I? Well, as long as we're here, gentlemen, and Miss Pleasance, I call this meeting to order. Now, for too long, the country we have devoted our lives to has been drowning in a sea of filth, of moral decay, and experimental jazz. Our young people no longer look up to the police or the army as role models. No, they have been too easily seduced by Paul McCartney's and his wings on their transistor radios. When we were young, the only drugs we dealt in were hard work and a sense of civic pride. Meanwhile, our leaders seek to make this country more permissive. Each one of you has given something of yourselves to promote our ideals. Look at Lord Haveridge here. Hello there. Only a year ago, he could talk just as if he were a normal man. Today, all our health service can provide him is of that ridiculous voice box contraption. It's a disgrace. One of the greatest newspaper proprietors of our age reduced to sounding like a children's toy. A robotic freak. Steady now. But now, we're ready to take our country and make Britain
5: great again. General Laidlaw. My men are ready to take Downing Street on your word.
1: Average. The papers are printed. Excellent. But there is one last thing that will ensure our victory. Gentlemen, if you would look through the window now. Gentlemen, I give you our ultimate weapon. The creature that will give us the power to restore this country to its rightful order. Gentlemen, the Beast of Albion. The
3: post office tower's dead ahead, Roy. I can see it, Lorimer. I thought you had your head down in case someone saw you. I can pull off a sidecar. Look at it. It's enormous. The tallest building in London.
4: No, I meant the Beast. So what do we do now? Punch it? Do you want your fist to end up like Sir Maxwell's beans? Lorimer, please. Don't talk about Sir Maxwell's beans. Not now.
3: I know this is difficult, but what is it, Suki? Oh, oh dear.
4: Soldiers.
2: Step away from the bike and put your hands in the air! You two just
4: leave this to me. I've always got on well with squaddies, ever since that business with the tiger, the dancer, and the officer's mess. Hello there. I'm Roy Steele.
5: Roy! Right, boys, cuff them. We're taking them to General Laidlaw.
0: Oh! <laughs> Captain Hawkins is bringing them up.
5: Thank
1: you, my dear. Well, Dolby. you can leave these three to me. I have a score to settle with them. Colonel Dolby. We meet again, gentlemen. Although I wasn't expecting a woman as well. Will Sir Maxwell be joining us? He can't make it. Well, I'm glad to know one of you didn't survive your tangle with the beast of Albion. You... Bastard! Calm
3: down, Roy. We will make things any better.
1: Wise words, Professor. The last time we met, I offered you the chance to work for me. The last time we met,
3: you only transplanted my brain into the body of a dog.
1: Yes, that was a rough period for all of us. But now I have the Beast of Albion. And you think you can make it do your bidding? You yourself know the legend. The Beast will grant its powers to the, its chosen followers... I can return this country to its true path. The end of trade unionism. Unemployment reversed. Paisley-patterned shirts will be outlawed. But that's just a legend. It's already resulted in an island full of dead nuns. Think what it would do if you unleashed that thing on London. You can't hope to control it. Let us learn to control it together, Professor. He sits on the roof of this tower, waiting for my command. He could wait for yours, too. Help you? Never. Well then, you leave me no choice. General, if you would be so kind.
5: Professor Lord of Roy Stuart Steele, you have been found guilty of treason against the New Order. Captain Hawkins, take them away and have them shot.
1: Oh, marvellous. Do it in reception, would you? They'll make a wonderful example to anyone else who tries to stop us.
0: Sir... May I go with them? There should be someone from MI-16 to make sure justice is carried out.
1: Yes, I think we'll do it by the book. Miss Pleasance, you will be our official observer.
0: After you, gentlemen.
1: What, that's it? You don't want to do a little bit more gloating? I'm all for a bit of being gloated at. Unfortunately, my schedule is rather tight. Captain Hawkins, if you'd be so kind. Ow! Mind my collar! That fabric's machine washable. Apologies for the interruption. I do so hate bad timekeeping. If you'll excuse me, it is time for me to commune with the Beast. You, Dolby? That's right. Now wait a bloody minute. I've
5: got my men ready to arrest the PM for you. The least I deserve is a propaganda at the Beast. (laughs) And I think Lord Haveridge's position is just as clear. I won't take no for an answer, Dolby... Just remember who outranks
1: you. Very well. Lord Haveridge and General Laidlaw will come with me. They can represent the rest of you to the beast. Shall we go to the roof, gentlemen? Um,
3: I shouldn't try to struggle, Suki. These handcuffs seem a lot stronger than the ones we're used to.
0: Did I hear you correctly?
3: Oh, no, no. Suki so and I just just practice for potential emergency
5: situations.
0: I mean about the convent. Are they all dead?
4: I'm afraid so, lady.
5: I was there. All right, this is as far as we go. Miss Pleasance, if you'd move out of the line of fire.
4: Uh, Lorimer, give me your wallet. What do you need my wallet for? Well, I can't very well use mine, can I? There's nothing in it. Oh, all right. It's in my trouser pocket. If I
3: angle my legs towards your back, maybe you can reach it. Hold still. What's going
4: on over there? Nothing, Captain. Oh, dear. Captain. Hmm. I seem to have dropped my wallet on the floor. My wallet? Well, right, whatever. Is this it? Why, I do believe it is. Oh, but, Captain, some of the money from your wallet has dropped in it. See, Captain, there's two and a half pence in it.
5: Is that all? Sorry, Roy, I had to buy a packet of biscuits on the way to Northumberland. Oh, brilliant. You know, I think I might just stick with shooting you if that's all the same with you. No, no, that's fine. Platoon, take aim!
4: Well, Lorimer, what's that brain of yours got a bit sleeves? I'm afraid he's just wearing a vest today, Roy. I'm sorry. That's all right, old man.
3: Oh, Miss Pleasance, well done.
2: Ah,
5: a feisty one. Nice try. But this is a soldier's face, and they're made of grit. So keep your punching to yourself.
0: Over with the others. Sorry, I tried.
5: That's all right, my dear. Now,
3: where was I? Oh yes, take aim. Tsuki, if we only got a few moments left, I just wanted to say, well, I. Oh, look, the window. That old trick.
0: What the hell? Captain Hawkins, those soldiers. I didn't know Horse could get that angry. Whoever this man is, he just saved our lives.
2: Out of my way, fellas. I'm looking for the Brady One, the other one, and my secretary. Sir Maxwell House. Sorry, boys. Sir Maxwell House is dead. Just call me Sir Maxwell Horse. Really? Don't question Sir Maxwell Horse. But the chopper! It was very simple, really. I just braced myself for impact and then absorbed the shock with my special rubber legs. Hmm? I always knew these beauties would come in useful. Sir Maxwell, you don't have special rubber legs. I know! I've been in a helicopter crash!
4: Keep up! There's something I don't understand. I thought Miss Pleasance was working for Colonel Dalby.
3: No, Roy. She's working for the nuns.
0: But how did you know?
3: Simple, really. Colonel Dolby is not the type to employ a female secretary. When you expressed shock at Roy's news about the convent, my suspicions were raised. Also, you punched Captain Hawkins in the face, which was a bit of a giveaway.
0: Professor Chesterfield is right. When we heard of the earth tremors across the country, we knew the Beast of Albion was returning. I was sent by our Mother Superior to monitor events in London. At first, I infiltrated a platoon disguised as a soldier, but I had to ditch that after a rather disastrous communal shower. Then I got a job typing for MI-16 so I could report their activity back to the convent. I replaced Colonel Dolby's assistant so that I could have control over the beast attractor.
2: The what attractor?
0: The machine Colonel Dolby used to bring the beast to the post office tower.
2: The beast of Albion is on top of the post office tower? Where we are now? And no one told me! We thought you might have noticed. (sighs) This is all very
4: well, but how are we going to finish that thing off? I presume we can't just hit it very hard. I'm not sure. Uh, Miss Pleasance, how does this beast attractor work?
0: It's fixed to the top of the tower, sending out signals that draw the beast to it.
3: What, so it pretends to be a lady beast of Albion? Mm. It might work in the same way as the nun's prayers and hymns, controlling the beast
4: through sound. If we can increase the power, maybe we can completely destroy it. So what are we
2: waiting around here for? Let's get to the roof. Call the lift, Lorimer. Sir Maxwell? You cats go. One of us needs to keep the horse running, in case we need to make a swift exit.
1: The Beast of Albion, gentlemen. Is it safe? As long as you don't get too close to the edge. Oh! Oh, you mean the Beast? Perfectly. While the Beast Attractor is activated. Do you hear me, Beast? I have the power to release you, to let your fiery breath loose across this city. But we must come to terms first. My name is Colonel Dalby. And my terms are simple. Give me your powers. Let me rule over the people of this country in your name, of course. What's it doing? I should imagine it's considering my offer. Colonel Dolby, what are you doing?
0: Look, by the beast attractor. Hell's cats! I've never seen the beast this close before. It's not very nice, is it? They must be getting ready to free it.
1: Oh, no. No. It's you lot
4: again. Damn Skippy. You see these fists of mine? These are my fists
1: of steel. So, you just, you know, watch yourself. It's a shame you couldn't bring yourself to ditch this fool, Professor. Ditch him and embrace my new order.
3: The beast isn't going to give you the power you seek. Look at it. It's not rational. It's just a hideous, unthinking creature with fiery breath. Sounds like me with
4: a hangover. But the legends... The beast will give his followers his power. They're just legends, Colonel. Listen to him, Colonel. If there's one thing he knows about, it's legends. And myths. And dinosaurs.
1: You're wrong, Professor. It will give me its power. Lord Haveridge, shut down the beast attractor. Listen to me, Beast of Albion. I am your master. You will obey my commands. Give me my powers. Give them to me now. Ah! Colonel
5: Dolby, you beastly bastard!
4: Godmothers. Now I know what a sausage feels like on International Sausage Day. I'm not sticking around here. He's getting away. Whoa. Roy, be careful of the edge. Oh, thanks, man. Damn him.
3: He's escaped. We can worry about him later. We have to stop this beast before it gains full power.
0: If we can reactivate the beast attractor, maybe we stand a chance. It's no good. I can't get past it, not while it's belching fire.
4: I'll try and distract it. You and Lorimer get to the machine. Are you crazy? You don't stand a chance. Let's just see what the old steel charm has to say about that. All right, Beastie. You might have finished off some mad old spy, but now you're dealing with the world's greatest big game hunter in the world.
0: Roy! Ha! Missed! Quickly, Professor. Help me get this casing off the beast attractor. If we can bypass the safety cutout, we can boost the power and increase the signal. How do you know all this? Before I was a nun, I was a mechanical engineer.
3: Let's just hope that's enough to keep it
4: docile. Ha! Done it! Switch on! Get a move on, Lorimer. There's only enough times I can duck without toppling off this tower. What's that gun doing?
3: She's going to perform the nun's ritual, the one they used to contain the beast. If the power of the ceremony is added to the power of the attractor, we might just stand a chance.
0: I need to prepare myself mentally if I'm to perform the ritual alone.
4: Lorimer, it's weakening. Maybe a well-timed punch would... Satan's teeth! What's going on? No!
0: The switch must have broken... I can only keep it going if I hold it down. That's inconvenient. Then let me... No, this machine is overloading. It could blow at any moment. Then we're finished. Once the ritual weakens the beast, the explosion will destroy it as well. But you can't hold the machine and perform the ritual yourself. My order has survived for centuries. We are used to suffering for our cause. Now go, both of you, before it's too late.
3: Roy, get to the lift. Where's he gone?
4: Lorimer, I'm
0: in the lift.
3: Well then, goodbye, my dear. The world owes you a great debt.
0: There are worse things than the Beast of Albion out there, Professor Chesterfield. Keep the world safe. For me.
3: I've brought you some soup. I think it's cream of lamb or something. That's the one you like, isn't it? Mm.
4: <clears throat>
3: Thank you, old man. I had word from London. The explosion caused some damage to the top of the tower, but the rest of it's pretty much fine. The police were a bit confused by all the bits of roasted beasts lying about, but Sir Maxwell had a word with them, and now they're even more confused. I don't think anyone else will ask any more questions. Great. Um, they've They've scoured the whole island, Roy. They can't find her body anywhere. What do you think it means? That Griselda, that Lord Greg Powers isn't dead? I don't know. You said the fall was pretty
4: bad. You, well... Yes? You, you loved... Drink the soup, Lorimer. It's getting cold. Do I have to? I'm
3: actually sure that is lamb in there. Well, the Queen's and us a case of scotch, as thanks. It's waiting at our flat. You keep it, Lorimer. What do you mean? Roy, what's going on? I've been thinking this whole business, it's been
4: a bit you know Look, I know it's not been easy, but we came through all right. Did we? I've spent the last six months dating my greatest enemy. Sir Maxwell nearly bought it in that helicopter. I didn't think you cared. And I had to sit in that sidecar. Oh right. What I'm trying to say is I don't think I can go on with this any more. Well, you haven't had a holiday for a few weeks. Perhaps a weekend in Nice I don't think so, Lorimer. You know what Sir Maxwell said earlier about knowing when to crash the helicopter? Well, this is my time to crash the helicopter. What are you saying? This is it. I'm resigning from the monster hunters. But you can't. I mean, your fists. If you've proved anything, it's that you can be the fists and the brains for both of us. But what will you do? Who knows, old man. You better head off. You don't want to miss that boat to the mainland? You're. you're not coming? I'm gonna sit here for a while. Maybe catch a fish, put these fists of mine to good use. I'll see you around, fella. If you're sure. I mean, really, really sure. I am. I'll write to you when I settle somewhere.
3: Well, in that case. Goodbye, Roy.
4: Goodbye, Lorimer.
2: Is this the end of the Monster Hunters? Find out this Halloween. The Beast of
3: Albion Part 2 was written and directed by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock. With Matthew Woodcock as Roy Steele and Lord Haveridge... Peter Davis as Laura McChesterfield. Nick Lucas as Colonel Dolby. Laura Marshall as Miss Pleasance. Philip North as General Laidlaw. And Simon Kane as Captain Hawkins and Sir Maxwell House. Engineered and edited by Peter Davis. Music supplied by Chaotic Creations. Featuring music by Kevin McLeod. With sound effects by Daniel Lomas. With thanks to Heather Doole, Laura Davis, and Emma Gibbs. Visit our website at www.themonsterhunters.com. This was a Newgate production.
2: I mean, if there's another episode at Halloween, I presume it's not the end. Right? Are you, can you tell me? Okay, no, no fine, don't tell... No. I'm just Mugginsby, don't tell me anything... I've got it all on files anyway. I've got a system everywhere.
4: And they say the reason they're called that is because once you've tried one, most other poultry quails in comparison.
3: But it doesn't though, does it? Because I, I like chicken.
4: Yeah, but. As fence you count can. As
3: poultry was that. As game. game. Why is quail not game? Hang on. What's a wren?
4: What isn't. What isn't
3: that? A- <laughs> oh, hello! Oh, hi there! Hi!
4: Hey, you just, just-, just talking about. Birds. Again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, good times. Not as good as the time I'm sure you've just had. Listening to Series 2, Episode 6, The Beast of
3: Albion, Part 2. That's a clever name. Oh, look, we're the Monster Hunters. Aren't we? Welcome.
4: I'm Peter Davis, and that is Matthew Woodcock. This is Matthew Woodcock. See, told you. You weren't expecting me, were you? I wasn't, to be no, honest. No, neither was I, and I am him.
3: So, this was the climb. Of series two. Who doesn't like a climax? Oh, come on now.
4: <laughs> so
3: we wrap up the Beast of Albion plotline.
4: And how? And how? Well, how do we wrap it? We'll up? talk about he blows yeah, up at the end.
3: So we begin where we left off. I think this is the first time we've actually started the exact moment the previous one. Yes, ended and no titles. No titles. No, no titles, recap. No you recap. have to listen to the first one, otherwise you, you go just straight don't know into what it. the hell's going on. So we begin with the beast rising. The beast rises. rises. And the our heroes have to chase after it in a chopper. Oh. Meanwhile, in, in our Mi sixteen, we have. Colonel Dolby again, played by the wonderful Nick Lucas. Yes, we do. And he's joined by a new secretary, Miss Pleasance. Miss Pleasance. Who's played by the fantastic Laura Marshall, who also might have to be my wife. What? Yes, that one again. How does that happen? Well, because she's really good. <laughs> we keep sneaking her in. Well, But we also we have go. another character we're bringing in now, General Laidlaw. Yes. Who is played by... Uh, Philip North. He is actually my co-host of the Hellraiser podcast, which we both do. Is he really? All about the Hellraiser movies. He's also a fantastic actor in his own right. He's done a lot of theatre and some TV as well. He was in an episode of the Doctor Who spin-off The Sarah Jane Adventures. And he plays General Laidlaw, who does. is a very sort of high-ranking officer who doesn't take any guff from... Colonel Dolby.
4: It's very straight down the line. He's very traditional. He is. absolutely. But yeah. then everybody, all the villains are traditional. Absolutely. Stiff upper lip British. And they are. Um, interesting to know, this, is, this again comes out of some of the research that we did. What? We did it some did research? Is. Because what I found really interesting was the alleged coups against Harold Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one in 68 where members of the um, establishment were trying to overthrow... Harold Wilson, who was Labour Prime Minister at the time, Mm. and I found that, and they used a giant prehistoric dragon, didn't they? They used a giant prehistoric dragon (laughs) to do that. We were kind of inspired by a lot of things that were happening. Well, this series especially, we were trying to look at what had happened, you know, outside of just horror films and old TV programs.
3: But another thing for me that was an influence, thinking of the Beast on top of Post Office Tower, there's a a film called *Cue the Winged Serpent*. It's an American film of of this big prehistoric dragon that goes to New York and, I believe, nests in the Chrysler Building? Or maybe something like that. It's from 1981. Right. It's terrible. But it's entertaining. We
4: take our references from eclectic sources, I think. Mm. We've also got um, exciting stuff for Sir Maxwell here.
3: Of course. Yes. Because, of course, the helicopter gets damaged. They have to eject. The chopper. The chopper. Sorry, the chopper. Sorry, Sir Maxwell. The chopper
4: but they only have three parachutes. Yes, they do. If if we had decided to kill Sir Maxwell off at this point, mm. I think that would have been a really nice ending. Yeah, We should have just killed him off. We should no, have done it. <laughs> I like no. working with Simon. I think I think he's vital to the show, but I think he gets some really nice lines, and I think there is a point, and I that's clear in, in Simon's portrayal, which is excellent. I think he plays that scene very, very well. He knows when it's time to crash the chopper. You know, he gets what is being said. For a moment, at least, there is a little bit of humanity and emotion in Sir Maxwell that you don't get really at all at any other point.
3: But then he turns up with rubber legs and a horse. <laughs> so well, that's, we balance that's it out exactly, nicely. Exactly.
4: <laughs> we don't want it to get too emotional. These people haven't come here for emotion. They've come here for punching. Because these head bods
3: of the government and the, the military think they're going to just use the beast to take over the world.
4: But they can't. They can't. And they get fried. Such is anyone's fate if they try and play with powers they do not understand. And Miss Pleasance... Uh, yeah, Miss Pleasance takes one for the team. She does. Because she turns out to be working of the nuns. The last... She's a nice little twist. The last here. of the nuns. So again, everyone dies. <laughs> except well, everybody for... dies, but, it, but, you know, I think it does we have an impact. We save the world, though. We save yeah. the world. It does have an impact. Because, and you'll have already heard this, is, you know... The epilogue, the last scene, oh, yeah, we're back on that island. Yeah. They're searching for the remains of Griselda. They haven't found her body. That's interesting. Mm. What does that mean? Who knows? But Roy decides... He's had enough. He's had enough. He can't he's gonna do leave, it anymore. He's going to leave the Monster Hunters. That is based on his reaction to Griselda's death.
3: Yeah. He can't carry on with, with everything that just happened. It's just all a bit too much. That last scene is is played pretty straight, really. It's, yeah, it's quite. It's played. It's, there's no. There's no gags in it. There's no. Laughing. No,
4: and that's always. I think it's always good to have scenes, even in comedy, that are that are going to be emotional and that are going to that are going to build those characters up because that's what people are. You know, you can have every fight in the world and every gag in the world, but it's the characters. that... That are what people are coming back to listen to.
3: And again, we'll leave it on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Roy has quit. But also, we give you the little teaser. There will be another episode at Halloween, which there was that year. Yeah. Or the Monster Islanders and some guys will continue. But how? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to find out. Roy?
4: What's the point? Well, you would say that.
3: I would. You play him.
4: I do. <laughs> so Roy what's going to happen? Are Go they going to
3: carry on? Or?
4: I don't know. But I don't know. Do you know? Do you At home, do you know? If you do... Then why not write in... If you want to find our address... Then listen to this entire
3: episode backwards... And at certain moments in the backwards recording... You'll
4: hear a very deep voice singing a song... That moment, outside your house... A St Bernard's dog will appear... And he will... Have a little pouch underneath his collar... If you slip a note into that pouch... And send that dog on the way... Give it a biscuit... Give it a biscuit. Come on, and send it, send it on its way. Then that note will reach us. Equally, you could just tweet us
3: at Hunting Monsters.
4: Take care. Bye bye.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from
3: Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.